Sorry, can't say. What's that word you use? Spoilers. I like that word. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spoiler Nation, the podcast where we dive deep into spoiler territory on your favorite and sometimes not so favorite movies and TV shows. My name is Howie, and I'm the senior editor at IsolatedNation.com. Uh, and I'm Reese. What's going on, everyone? We will be devoting this episode to the one true goddess herself, Diana, a princess of Themyscira, daughter of Zeus. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about the Patty Jenkins-directed Wonder Woman. But before that, two tragic piece of movie news. Yeah, today. and both kind of linked to DC as well. <laughs> so this is, I guess yeah. this will be kind of a big uh, DC movie news episode. But I guess the most recent one was the death of Adam West. Uh, he, was a, he was, of course, the original Batman uh, from the 1960s television show. Well, actually, right. not even the original. He was actually technically the third. Really? Uh, there, there were two others before that in these like cheap black and white matinees. But no one really talks about them. Rightfully so, I guess. But anyway, Adam West, um, he had he was diagnosed with leukemia and he died uh, just after six days. It was a very short battle with it. But um, he is... I recently re- re-watched some of the 60s episodes just after hearing about his death because like, this was the show that introduced me to Batman. Cause, really? Yeah, my dad. I watched it with my dad and he, it was like a comedy. Yeah, and he could take it as a comedy, and I like saw it as a kid. And to me, this was like very thrilling and dramatic. Mm-hmm. And like we both saw different things in it, but we both bonded over it. It was like the first show we bonded over. That's awesome. So I think that kind of links still to why I like Batman today. And in rewatching it, because because then I was a teenager and I got into like darker Batman things, and I thought the Adam West stuff was like an embarrassment. Mm. I was like, oh, that's not that's not the Batman I yeah, know. It's, it's cheesy. It's cheesy and it's corny and it's for kids. Yeah. But then I rewatch it now, like more as an adult and you know, with a more kind of balanced perspective. It's a very cleverly written show. It's it's the sharpest satire. Mm. And be, it's because it's so sharp that it can appeal to like kids and adults. It can be so broad because of like the intelligence of its execution and it has some of the best deadpan humour. Like, I think I've seen in anything <laughs> that I can recall recently. You know, it's it's kind of like a timeless show in that way. Like, of course, it's like a 60s show. Like, it's all, like, colourful. There's weird angles. There's, like, a certain hippie sensibility to it. There's, there's actually one episode where Batman and Robin are rescuing a group called the Children of the Flowers or something. <laughs> and the cops don't want anything to do with them. But Batman and Robin, like, you know, no, everybody matters. That's, that's funny. I mean... Watching it, because even in the show, they're sort of like deputized agents of the law, uh, Batman and Robin. So, like, they're like the colorful alternative to like the stodgy institution of the policeman. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. not, they're not vigilantes. They're not vigilantes. They're just like, they're well educated, uh, very out there yeah. kind of cops. <laughs> That's the show it is. I see. I you know, see. it's not like Batman and Robin, as I guess we'd understand it now yeah. with all the other stuff yeah uh, maybe more dark they're kind of like the yeah special agents yeah the police department yeah and um like even the show like still has influence even even in the darker batman stuff like with mr freeze that was an invention of the show right yeah really yeah that was purely from the show a lot of this stuff was made on the show then brought in the comics and then updated decades later 
I I guess it does make sense that Mr. Freeze is an invention of of the show because yeah. of just the the zingers. Yeah, yeah. That he has. Originally, they were going to even have Two Face in the show, but you know he's too gruesome mm-hmm. for the show. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's such a clever, funny uh, show, you know, and it still holds up today. And especially the movie. Like, if you can, just go on YouTube and check out like six minutes best moments of Batman nineteen sixty six the movie because the movie is kind of like. It's almost like the best of the show condensed into an hour and a half. Oh, okay. So if you've never seen the show, you can just watch the movie and you can get all the humor. Like, you know, of course, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah. You know, when Batman's trying to get rid of the bomb and like all these clever lines. And it's... Adam West lived uh, quite a life, obviously, even before he was Batman. He was already a twice-divorced guy. He had like lived around Hawaii for a while. So he arguably had the most lived life before approaching uh, the role. And even afterwards, you know, he was like Mayor West on Family Guy, obviously. That was probably yeah. like his next most famous role. He actually made being himself kind of like a, like his own career yeah. in a way. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, it's, you know, he was an old man, of course, obviously. But um, check out some of, you know, his Batman stuff because there's a bunch of people I talk to that don't even know he was Batman. Like people, mm. I, and I thought it was like kind of a common thing. Of course, but Adam West yeah, is Batman. Yeah, it was. It's common knowledge. Yeah, that's what I figured. But I think I guess like a whole generation kind of missed out because it wasn't on home video till much later, and it doesn't get played on TV that much. Yeah. And yeah. what people would know was maybe like just osmosis from The Simpsons. That's right. Or, or other parodies. Yeah, and pop stuff culture like references. Yeah, but go go back to the source. It, it really is a very funny show. Yeah, eighty-eight years old, he died. Yeah, you know, that's a pretty good life. Yeah, he lived a good life. Yeah, especially with all the drinking he did because he was a big-time drinker. <laughs> Actually, wow. I, I even looked up this amusing short story where the guy who plays the Riddler on the show, his name is Frank Gorshin. Uh-huh. Him and Adam West attended a Hollywood party uh, just during the filming of the show, and they walked in the middle of this huge celebrity orgy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and during the orgy... They adopted like their characters, like Adam West started acting like Batman, yeah. Frank Gorshin started acting like the Riddler, and then they got kicked out of the orgy. They were like, get out. And <laughs> like Adam so... West Adam West puts it in his book like we were expelled from the orgy. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I would I need to check out his biography too, because there's some very like choice lines and stories and stuff like that. He he lived like a very full life. You know? That's good. I feel like there, there's this kind of similarity between him and, um, you know, and another iconic figure, which is Carrie Fisher. Yes, in a way that for they, sure. You know, in the way that they live their life. Yeah. And, you know, they are uh, now the embodiment of these iconic pop culture characters. Yeah. But they also have this dry sense of humor yeah. about their lives. That's actually such a good parallel because also yeah. they both, to a big extent, couldn't escape those roles. Uh, yeah. Batman and Princess Leia. Yeah. But then during their later years, they came to really embrace it and like see it as something that was both absurd but kind of wonderful at the same time. Yeah. They had the exact same perspective on it. I like that. Yeah. I wonder if they were friends in real life. I hope so. That would be. They cool. would have made great friends, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, R.I.P. R.I.P. Thank you for all those hours of entertainment and uh, getting me into Batman, I guess. Yeah. I really did. Hey, Adam West, if you're listening to podcasts in heaven. Yeah, I hope you're listening to this one soon. <laughs> Because there's a lot of them, I'm sure. All right. Well, moving on to an, another tragic piece of news. Uh, yeah, this one is even... This is far more tragic because Adam West... I mean, he lived a full he, life. Yes, you know? he, he was did. an old man. Yeah. But um, Zack Snyder, he has a few sons and daughters. The upcoming director of Justice League, of course. Uh, her name was Autumn Snyder, and she was 20 years old in college student. Uh, she, she killed herself. 
Uh, really? Even, not even that recently. But it's... the thing is, she died around March, and the Snyders, because De- Deborah Snyder's a producer on it as well. So yeah. Zach and Deborah both work on these DC movies. That's right. She didn't she like step down initially? I don't. At, th- upon no, yeah. they both kept working. They both kept working. They right. said. I mean, Zack Snyder said something to the effect of, I hoped if I could bury myself in the work, I could deal with it that way. Yeah. But he kind of put it like, like, I need my family because they're having a hard time and I'm having a hard time. Which it was very, it's actually a very sad quote, actually, because uh, he's dealt with it in, you know, a way that's probably not totally cathartic, I guess, to deal with the death of a loved one. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so he's stepping down and Joss Whedon is doing the reshoots because there's going to, of course, be reshoots for Justice League. It doesn't come out to November. Yeah. So they're happening in London, I believe. Probably right now. Like it's within now or the week right now. They're it, all planned out and stuff. What stage is the movie in currently now that it, you know Joss Whedon is taking over? What can he actually change? See, I don't think Joss Whedon is just the facilitator of right. Zack and Deborah's work. Of his vision, yeah. of their vision, basically. Yeah, I think some someone from Warner Brothers said, this is still Zack Snyder's movie, it's still his fingerprints and stuff. Yeah. Joss Whedon is just taking it over the finish line. So it's basically finished. It's yeah. just um, some extra scenes, which I guess they're adding... I, I guess some would be added because of the huge reception of Wonder Woman, in particular one character. <laughs> yeah. Played by Robin Wright, Amazonian war- warrior. I yes. can't pronounce her name. It's Antiope or something. Ant- Antiope. Antiope, yeah. The name is said like once in the film and it's very yeah. quick. You don't really... Uh, she's not in it that much either. But her character is very cool and I would like to see more of her. So she's going to be... Uh, it will definitely be a flashback form. Curious that they yeah. um, got Robin Wright and obviously uh, uh, Wonder Woman's mother. Hippotalia. <laughs> you know, Wonder Woman's I, mother. These Greek names. <laughs> yeah, these Greek names are hard to pronounce. But um, so they're doing reshoots right now yes. on Justice League, presumably to add more scenes uh, relating to Wonder Woman. Yeah. Reshoots are generally not a good sign when it comes to a big blockbuster movie like this. But, hey, you know, I'll take more Wonder Woman where I can get it. Yeah, I, I think I think sometimes reshoots can be a good thing because... I think they allocate money in the budget for reshoots now because mm. sometimes you do find the movie more in the edit and maybe there is something that can be fixed. I mean... I'm just thinking back to the last uh, reshoot news I heard, mm-hmm. which was for Rogue One. Yes. And I did not like a lot of the movie. See, it's and I wonder maybe if the original, it's about the yeah. reshoots. Maybe the original could have been much worse, though. Well, we'll never know. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to judge because you know, I know sometimes the reshoots could make something more watered down and less enjoyable, or it could fix it. It is it is tough to judge, but um, a lot of yeah, a lot of these blockbusters do kind of even the Marvel movies, especially like all of them do reshoots. Of, yeah, they allocate it in the budget and they have it scheduled. So because I think how Marvel shoots it is they find the movie in the edit, so they just shoot like a ton and ton of footage. And then it kind of comes together in post-production. Hmm. And sometimes that's good. And sometimes you get Thor The Dark World, which is very bland movie. You know? It is. Thor The Dark World is a poorly paced movie. Yeah, that was poorly clearly edited. cobbled together. Yeah, yeah. You could feel that with the plot and everything like that. Because the best part of the movie, Thor and Loki, doesn't even kick in until like 50 minutes in. Or <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, before that, it's so slow. Uh, don't even remind me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I guess most of it will be in the prologue. Because there are sort of these rumors that the prologue will involve a big battle between the Atlanteans, which is like Aquaman's people, and the, the Amazonians. Amazonians. Yeah. 
I'm excited if that's the case. Yeah, I hope it's something like that. It makes sense if it is because yeah. you know she died in the movie. Spoilers, <laughs> obviously. Spoil, yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoilers on Spoiler Nation. Um, Robin Wright's character dies. Yes. In Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, I guess this is a good segue to our discussion of the actual movie. I guess of Wonder Woman. Yeah. So the short end of it is we loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it even more the second time I saw it. Yeah, I guess the thesis statement, um, according to all the reviews, is it like ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. Really and high. yeah, basically, it's every <laughs> the thesis statement is, it's the best DC movie. Um, mm-hmm. since the Nolan trilogies. Since the Dark Knight. Yeah. That's a lot. That's nearly a decade. Right. Yeah. And yeah, you, you, even your review said that, I think. Yeah, right? I think so. It definitely is. Check out Reese's written review on isolatednation.com. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. But um, what I think, from the, it, the very beginning, this movie actually has an advantage because Wonder Woman hasn't quite penetrated the popular culture like superman or batman or even really harley quinn has yeah i think so they had issues with superman batman and suicide squad because they didn't know when to use shorthand because everyone knows this and when not to use shorthand Mm -hmm. and as a result you get these very muddled kind of movies that throw throw a lot of elements in sometimes they over explain they over explain some things and explain nothing yeah so for instance like dead robin in batman v superman yeah it's alluded to it might be the cause of bruce wayne's bad mental state but you can't know that because they never talk about it in the movie no it's it's a bunch of muddled intentions but this is like an opportunity yes wonder woman movie because you have to get back to we have to make people love this character that's right and I think they approached it as coming from a clean slate. That's kind of exactly it. Yeah, they had the this clean is, slate. Yeah, this is their chance to introduce this character to the world in, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I remember, th- I you know, I watched the Justice League cartoons, yeah, but same. I never really quite got who Wonder Woman is yeah. and what she stood for. I mean, it, she could never be, get the focus in that as well. Yeah. It's an ensemble. Exactly. And she's always stuck between like some weird love triangle yeah, between like Batman and Superman. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I never quite, you know, she's a strong female yeah. uh, superhero. That's, yeah. that's all I knew about her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Patty Jenkins and her team set out to essentially establish, define what, who Wonder Woman is and what she stood for. And I think... Yeah. You know, for the most part, they did a great job. I think so. It, I'd put it on the level of, like, a, the best, uh, like, Iron Man, like, the best Marvel Phase 1 movies. Yeah. Where all these characters were obscure. So they had to be like, we have to make people really care about this character. That's really where our focus should be. And I feel that in this movie. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of scenes where she's not part of the action or part of the narrative or that's like focused on her perspective, you know. Yeah, and she is so she feels very distinct. Yes. When I, you know, I can't help but smile throughout this movie when she, you know, says things or does things that define her character, not just like, not just her character as in fictional character, yeah. but Diana Prince's yeah, like the person. character, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, her actions define who she is. Yes. And which, you know, doesn't say much because that's what good characters should do. You think that should be a given, but it's... it's but it's it, refreshing yeah, in it the context of this DCEU universe. Yeah. Because uh, Batman doesn't do that. No. Superman doesn't do that. They're no. essentially chess pieces trapped in their own movies. Yes, exactly. But yeah. Wonder Woman drives her own story. Yeah, she's all about 
making choices and that her choices affect the narrative yeah right she is the most important character in the movie which yeah again this sounds like very basic but it's kind of amazing when you just get the fundamentals correct that you can kind of love what you're seeing yeah like for instance the trailers for wonder woman didn't really blow me away like i didn't it think didn't. they were bad i thought it yeah. looked, looks fine like it's not impressive it looks good like okay but then they show the same scenes in the movies and when you see those scenes play out in the movies like it's it very it's chills i got very emotional during particularly I, I guess to me it's kind of the climax of the film uh, from my perspective is the no man's land yes it's my favorite scene mm-hmm. in the movie for too. sure it's the first time you see her in a wonder woman outfit like yes. a famous outfit and the way i think it's important that this film has a female director because what patty jenkins does with wonder woman is she doesn't i mean she doesn't hide the fact that gal gadot looks you know, sexy in that Wonder Woman outfit. Because yeah. of course she does. But she also looks brave in that Wonder Woman outfit. Yes. And she looks heroic in that Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah. And all that kind of comes together during the No Man's Land sequence where she goes to save the French village and, you know, she she emerges from the trench. Yeah. And it was, it was just an example of, like, something coalescing so flawlessly to me that even though I noticed there are flaws, particularly the first 15 minutes of this movie, there are a lot of flaws to it. But that's enough for me to like not even care. Like, yeah. I notice them, but it doesn't affect my enjoyment one bit. In that, uh, yeah, so when that scene happened, I was kind of moved because... I was very moved, yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, it clicked in my head of like, oh, that's what a hero looks like. Yeah. Oh, uh, holy shit, Wonder Woman is a hero. Yeah. Unlike the other two that came before her. Yeah, yeah, You know, totally. because she... You know, on paper, theoretically, she knows that she's seen her sisters, her Amazonian sisters, die at the hands of bullets. Yeah. Even though, you know, this is what they trained their whole lives for, to protect themselves against mankind. Yeah. And, you know, at the beginning sequence is meant to show the futility of what they're doing. Yeah. You know, you still can't stop a bullet. Just that slow-mo of her... Her, one of the first um, Amazonians getting shot. Yeah. She realizes, holy shit, this is real. This deadly weapon. Yeah. You know, mankind is deadly. Yeah. And so it's even more potent when she, with that knowledge in her mind, still decides to step into that no man's land zone. Yeah. And, you know, she could die, but she can't not save those people. Yeah. And um, you get in... In a lot of superhero movies, going back to the hero thing you're talking about, or to kind of expand on that, a lot of them are kind of fighting for themselves, or they have a vested interest in winning because I guess they live on the planet and they don't want the planet to blow up. Yeah. But she's just doing it for these like villages nobody else cares about or yeah. notices. She's only doing it for them, you know. I love that she doesn't compromise. Yeah, exactly. Which you know was was a lot of probably what war is especially world war one yeah chris pine in the movie you can't save everybody yeah says that to her uh, just before she goes out and you know saves yeah. quite a few people exactly um yeah so i guess let's talk about the 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 first you said you know there were flaws mm-hmm. in the first 15 minutes of the yes. movie the emma's uh themiscira sequences yes um let's talk about that i guess yeah why what were the flaws well, to me, Themyscira didn't feel quite like a lived-in place. Mm. I, it felt there was it was kind of a nightmare of telling instead a of nightmare. showing. Not in, like a nightmare, <laughs> but like in like a sort of a narrative sense of just telling instead of showing. It makes that for up in 
in other ways because there is quite a bit of momentum to those scenes and there is like a functionality to it like diana's like this but she wants this yeah this is what her aunt wants for her this is what her mother wants for her but um it almost i don't it felt very very standard i guess i yeah i know what you mean um it feels kind of like a montage the it, whole it was thing, very montage which is like speaking of Zack snyder i guess which is yeah it, this is Zack snyder's specialty and i'm sure you know obviously he had a hand yeah in this movie i think it's a story by credit yeah yeah and uh to no one's surprise as a it feels like a montage i i get that feeling too that it's not it doesn't feel lived in because yeah. the characters feel like uh, every time there's a scene in that world yeah they always feel like they're in a hurry to get somewhere yes exactly as in the story feels like all right, all right it's this, rushing everything yeah, along yeah. the way let's just get to that you know, let's just get to that point where Steve Trevor washes up to the beach. Yeah. That's what they're, like, sprinting towards. Yeah, yeah. So there's no room t- for us to breathe and yeah. live in that world. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I almost kind of... I almost wish that... Uh, I wonder if it's more would have been more effective if they had a little bit at the beginning mm-hmm. and then throughout the movie sprinkle in flashbacks of... You know, Robin Wright training Wonder Woman. Yeah, like and you start with uh, maybe Diana during the war already before, like, once she's just arriving in London or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think that could have helped it. Uh, they went, they went like, obviously the very, like, safe route of A, B, and C. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I guess is, is good when you're introducing a character for the first time. You don't want to, I guess, complicate things too much. Yeah. Because Man of Steel did that, where it was like, it starts with him saving an oil rig and he's Clark Kent, and then it flashes back, and then... It's back and forth. It even went... No, it went way back because what? it went from his birth. Yeah. Like, it went... Uh, yeah, it went back to, like, the, <laughs> when his... Before he, he was even, even born, right? Like Really, it did, yeah. It actually starts immediately with his birth and then... So that's like a... Because, again, they were afraid. Oh, people know Superman's origin. we got to mix things up. And yeah. they literally mix the narrative up so it's incoherent. <laughs> but, um, yeah, again, with Wonder Woman, they were just introducing us. So I guess they just went, you know, A, B, C, here we go. Yeah, it's simple. It's simplistic. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't forgive the movie for being yeah. simplistic. Yeah, absolutely. At least it's not muddied. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, when Chris Pine is introduced into the movie... Uh, I think it like it takes a giant uh, step up actually because Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, and Chris Pine, Steve Trevor, like they have great chemistry together. So good. Yeah, it's like the best superhero romance since forever. Yeah, you know, it's one in- you can really buy into. It's really interesting. It's it has kind of this romantic comedy vibe. It does because, like their banter. Yeah, mm-hmm. Steve Trevor, Chris Pine. Uh, I I think we have a feeling that obviously he could he can play funny. Yes. Um, but. What really sh- shocked me was how how great Gal Gadot was. How funny she yeah, can how be. Yeah, how funny she She's can hilarious. be. Both physically, yeah. her physical comedy is yeah. amazing. Yes. And she has perfect comedic timing in everything she says yeah. and how she reacts to things. Which really helps the fish out of water elements in the film. Yeah. Because it's such... That's such a predictable beat. Like, oh, she's in man's world now. Yeah. Oh, she's, you know, out of place. But Gal Gadot <laughs> makes it so entertaining to watch. Yeah. Like, you know, you get to see her try on different outfits and, like, <laughs> carry around a sword and a shield with, like, her old, olden time, 1920s yeah. I love that scene when she's trying to go through a revolving door with a shield Yeah, and she and determinedly knife. waits for the correct yeah. time to go through it. It's not just that it's good comedy. It's um, character 
centric comedy. Yeah. It's yeah. comedy that derives out of how the character behaves. Yeah, it's character. The comedy is character development for Diana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when she, you know, goes to the revolving door, Steve is like, "Oh, you know, let me do it for you. Let me carry this." And she's like, "No, let yeah. me do it." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, that's right. That's a good observation. Yeah. yeah, and it's so funny, but it's also so true to. Um, Wonder Woman's character. No one can tell her what to do. Yeah. Like, not even her mum. Yeah. When she's like a kid, can tell her what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why it's even funnier. Yeah. And also the fact that, you know, she loves ice cream and she, when she sees a baby, she can't help but like go right up to it. Yeah. Like she just does what she wants kind of in the moment. Yeah. Which, which you know, that kind of stubbornness kind of proves to be a fault later in the film where she realizes that because she, she's under the impression that World War One is happening because the God of War is corrupting men's hearts yeah aries is corrupting men's hearts and people are inherently good and she's like her stubbornness makes her cling to that idea yeah so she thinks oh if i kill aries um then you know men wouldn't be corrupted anymore and war would end yeah she has this like little monologue on the boat where she says that and then everything will be fine (laughs) and And steve is like okay (laughs) yeah it's like all right like sure lady i'll lead you along this long and we'll deal with that later yeah exactly (laughs) but even the way she's sort of walking the streets of london just with her coat covering her thing she does she has no sense of modesty and Steve and his secretary are like trying to cover her up and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And she's just totally oblivious. It's, yeah. Which kind of reminded me of sort of Thor in a way. That's what I was, yeah, I was going to say mm. that it's, it reminds me of the best parts of Thor is, which is when it's played for comedic effect. Yeah. But it's, she, she's an even better person than Thor in a way because I'm reminded of the scene where she gets the ice cream yeah, and she tries it and she's like, you should be very proud of yeah, this. Yeah. And then when Thor gets a coffee, he's just like, I like this. Another. Another. And just smashes it. Yeah. It was a similar beat, but it, it shows like a fundamental sort of difference. Difference between the two characters. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that was a that was a terrific little beat. I always remember that bit. You should be very proud of when she has <laughs> ice cream. She's just a very like... Just a kind person, like, yeah. all the time. Yeah, it was, the way the camera lingers on Gal Gadot's face and, um, and her performance, too. You know, I joke about how it, you know, she brings the wonder in Wonder Woman. Yes. Whenever she looks at something for the first time where she witnesses, you know, a human interaction, there's this sense of wonder in her eyes. Yeah. That's just like... Wow, amazing. Yeah. Whoa, like, I've never experienced this before. And you see the pleasure that she takes of witnessing, you know, the joys of humanity. Yeah, and then, so that works perfectly when right at the end she says, you know, she says this line, I fight for love, which could have been fucking horrible. Yeah. But because of those moments... It's such a beautiful you, line. <laughs> yes, and because it's because you believe that she believes this. Yeah, it's not just like something that's slapped on the film. Yeah, it's, it's actually, not lazy writing. Yeah, it's, not at all. Yeah, uh, it's the purity of this character. That's yeah. why. That's why she said it. Yeah, and you you're on board. Yeah, and um, then uh, it, also we get to kind of even. Uh, speaking for that there's like a moment where steve and diana are like dancing you know after she yeah. freed the village and she's asking questions about humanity and stuff and he's talking to her about it and again she's like you know she's she's insanely curious about she cares about people that's yeah. the, kind of the point i'm trying to get to which again is like genuinely kind of rare in superhero movies which is weird yeah which is ironic it's kind of yeah like because i think a lot of the time, even in like a good Marvel movie, they're sort of reduced to people who fight f- 
fight. They just fight. Yeah. They're yeah. like warriors. They've yeah. got missions and they got to do missions. Yeah. There's like a sort of a militarization uh, of it. Marvel is uh, slightly better you yeah. know, at that. I'm just remembering scenes in Avengers where, you know, they do fight, but then some other heroes are relegated to just saving people. Yes. Yeah. So, like Captain America gets like the bank full of, the, there's a bank full of people like civilians out and stuff like right, that. Right. Yeah. yeah. This this was this is similar to Avengers in the way that, you know, my love for it like over overrides the obvious flaws like yeah. of the actual film. Yes. And another thing like I I'll kind of nitpick because it's I don't know, it kinda of did bother me the second time is that director Patty Jenkins does have trouble with the CGI. And and you and know the, the compositing because sometimes it does look very fake. I mean, Especially the ending when she she leaps at the camera and it it looks like what it is, which is her floating in a green room on screen. Yeah, like it yeah. really, yeah. I mean, it's, it's sad, not a deal breaker, but it it is you know something I did notice. Yeah, if this movie weren't sprinkled with amazing character moments and yeah. great dialogue, yeah, and like um, a good structure to yeah, it, the, yeah, the, these you know mediocre CGI moments would yeah. have stood out to me in a way that's like, oh, that was shitty. Yeah, um, the movie relies a lot in its action on, well, Snyder esque slow-mo yeah, action like you know? a speed ramping yeah, sort yeah of thing. and they ramp up and then slow motion yeah which you know i enjoy to a certain extent i think it was but overused they, they overused yeah. way overused it could be very powerful in two sequences yeah. i guess but through it's, a, it's like every five seconds during the action it's like shh, yeah yeah you know literally every 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 action scene yeah has like yeah <laughs> does it have it with aries at the end I don't know if oh, that has, has maybe much. not, but yeah. that was horrible in its that, in another seat, way. Yeah, that yeah, in a different <laughs> way, which I guess we'll get to uh, soon. But yeah, just touching on that um, sense of wonder with Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and her na- naivete is um, on the flip side of that. What's what makes her so effective is that you know on the flip side of her being in awe of humanity when she's shown a dark side of humanity yeah the disappointment on her face yeah is also very like affecting yes. because sometimes i would feel oh sh-, like you know there's that line from her mother i think um that and and that she's she before she leaves and they she says diana they do not deserve you. Yeah, that line. Uh, you st- you remember that line as she's experiencing these disappointments. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and you know, in some ways, it's true because yeah. you know she would see the the atrocities of mm-hmm. you know what humanity has done at that point, and I feel I feel guilty. Yeah. Even though yeah. you know, as a as a human, I'm yeah. like, oh no, we've disappointed Wonder Woman. That was that's one of the geniuses of her. With the crew she fights with, like a small motley crew, yeah. Steve, Trevor's friends, that they're, they're like diverse people. Yeah. Like one of them's like a, a Native American, and the other guy's like he's just he's not a black guy, but he's like I feel like he's um, Indian. He's yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's Indian or something like that. And he, the Indian guy says something like, "I want to be an actor, but you know, I don't have the right skin color." And the Native American is like, you know, he took. Uh, my land and you know she's like who and he points at like steve trevor like, yeah his those people, people yeah. yeah that line sort of like you know introduces her to the more complex natures yeah of what she's... the complexities of human humanity and yeah. the gray areas yeah 
yeah, just to see her growing disappointment yeah. in things that that are happening around her yeah. was also riveting to watch. Yeah, because she sells that too. Yeah. Know, when she gets upset, like especially when she saves that village and they all... They, and then, yeah, they, they all die. Yeah. yeah. That's a bit of that um old like DC nihilism creeping a little into the movie. But, but I like it because... <laughs> it was done well, yeah. Because it's done in service of waking the character up yeah because at that point it's like it's still it feels like she was almost um even you know she's in battlefield she's in the battlefield she's fighting but at that point she it almost feels like she's invincible because yeah you see her growing her powers right she's yeah. like oh shit i can do anything yeah and then um and that was a great, and the village dying was a good wake-up call for her to, you know, to say, hey, you can't save, you can't save everyone. Yeah, that's when she's at her lowest point in the whole film. Yeah. When, um, around there, like, which is sort of near the end of the second act, which you can't hurt her, but like, you can kind of break her heart, really. Yeah. And that was like a, that was a good way to do it. Yeah, and it, it also serves as a, um, it's also kind of used to shake her faith in humanity yeah uh, and you know more importantly in steve yeah. and his gang and even her role as like a warrior like she can't fix things just with violence all because that's how she essentially frees them like she just demolish she just clears the village full of violence yeah but it's 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 not that doesn't mean that's that you know yeah her, her exactly. work kind of continues yeah which and- is the way to implement that in her character and all, the, all all this time, obviously, the driving force for her in this movie is I have to kill Eris. Yeah. And, um, you know, the audience, you know, I was thinking, oh, how, what does she do? Like, how is this going to end? What yeah. does she do when she finds out that she can't actually get rid of evil? Yeah, yeah. By just killing one god. Yeah. And um, how this movie resolves it is kind of interesting. It's a mixed bag. For yeah, sure. it's a it's a mixed bag. Yeah, because um, you know, I I thought maybe Ares won't be a thing. That's kind of what I thought too. I thought it could be a possibility that he is a thing, but I thought he would be like an incorporeal thing. Yeah, which you know they hinted. Yeah, they briefly hinted at when he because, first appears. Yeah, yeah. which you know it, he's revealed to be that guy, <laughs> the the random English guy. Yeah, which uh, yeah that was a surprise to me because I. I mean, I know it's David Thewlis, but I was like, oh, that, that's Ares. I mean, it didn't, the twist just wasn't, um, he's not an established, he, his character is not established enough for me to feel anything, to for me to feel shock or surprised by that twist. It really was just like, oh, that guy. Oh, so it's, it's like, yeah, so it's like, oh, it's that guy that's evil. Mm, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's like, oh, fine. I guess. Yeah. But, you know, it was really interesting when she couldn't, you know, obviously she gets her sword, yep. which she mistakenly believes is the God Slayer, God and killer. she yeah. God Killer, yeah. and she tries to kill him. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it goes through because he's um, like a ghost. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, how can she? You know, she's a Wonder Woman. Her main powers are, you know, militaristic fighting powers. Yeah. How can she stop someone who can't be touched? Yeah. JK, he's a transformer. <laughs> Pretty much that's what it turns into. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, no, it's going to be... I was like kind of excited by the prospect of how is, you know, how is she going to beat this yeah. with not her might? 
Yeah. And uh, the movie just pulls it out from under you and goes, hey, you know, it's just this Lord of the Rings game character that she has to punch to de- to death. See, that's that's what I kind of... I mean, seeing it a second time, I, I kind of realized it's actually a little better than that. Because I agree, like, the first time I was like, oh, she, she beats the God of War by just killing him to death. Yeah. But there are a few beats when she's uh, battling Ares and um, she tries to match his ferocity like with the with the violence and the speed and everything right. and she gets her ass handed to her yeah but she only wins the battle when she uses her bracelets to sort of deflect his hate like she just takes it and absorbs it and then kind of deflects it which I get thematically okay. but the just the idea of like her versing the actual god of war and that like kind of fixes things it is at odds with the what she was kind of learning throughout the whole movie, which is that it, there are no real, you know, there's no good people or bad people. There's just all these circumstances that are kind of out of control and everyone's doing their best and everyone hurts everyone kind of thing. Yeah. And I thought that, that that's a good one. And it was a little bit at odds with her having to fight a big CGI thing. Yeah. Which it, it's sort of a staple. Like, oh, the hero's got to verse a big thing. There's always there's a big a, boss. A doomsday battle at yeah. the end, right? Which this kind of was, except it looked even... Worse than the Doomsday Battle. It uh, looked C- horrible. CGI-wise, especially when he Ares puts on the armor. Yeah. I was like, no, this this isn't good. Yeah, <laughs> he know. doesn't put on the armor. I feel like... He gets, he... like, pieces of machinery or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and he just turns into... Why does he have to have, like, weird pointy ears? You know, Like he's a big human... Loki helmet. Yeah, it's like he's a human form. You I know? mean, I, I looked this up. Uh, originally, he was supposed to just be, like, a dude in a suit throughout the whole battle oh okay. which i think is much better much better than him putting on the actual armor yeah and stuff. I, I don't like that i didn't really see the point it just that. takes you out of the movie <laughs> yeah it did a bit yeah it's like oh that's, that's <laughs> yeah cheap looking <laughs> which is kind of disappointing because i loved where it was going you know yeah i even loved i was moved by how they executed this weird twist that they throw in in the in the middle of the climax of this movie which is you know, Steve whist like um, a bomb goes off, yeah. and there's a ringing in her ears. That's right. And Steve realizes that he has to drive the plane of um, the Doctor Poison's yeah. stuff. That's right. Yeah. Away from everyone. Yeah. And he he knows he'll die. Yeah. Right. So he says something to her mm-hmm. before he leaves, but she can't hear it because of the ringing in her ears. Yeah. And he, and he leaves, and then. When she's you know, at the lowest point of her battle, yeah, when she's, she's trapped, yeah, and um, and then she flashes back to the moment that, to the moment that you know, um, to that same moment with Steve, yeah, when uh, before, yeah, and I guess uh, I'm not supposed, I'm not sure what we're supposed to assume at that point, but uh, you know, naturally we're led to believe that she remembers. Yes. Or somehow makes out what he said to her. And yeah. it's like, what does he say? Do you remember? I don't remember exactly, but it was... It was something so, like, was, I love you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> he said, I love you. I wish we had more time and oh, stuff and like then, that. And he... No, okay. This is what was very... It's the best. It's such a good line. Mm-hmm. It's such a good iconic line, in my opinion, where yeah. she goes, let me do it. I yeah. can do it. You know, because she's Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Hey, yeah, you don't have to go. Let me do it. Yeah. And he goes, no, I can save today. You can save tomorrow or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. that's right. Yeah, that's it. And, oh, that's that was just 
that moved me. That was I get that gave me chills. Yeah, it was too. beautiful because it's perfectly in sync with them as kind of partners together. Yeah, where he's like realist and she's an idealist. Yeah, and you see. She moved him a little bit more to being an idealist. Yes. And I guess in some way she, uh, he moved her a little closer to being a realist. Yeah. Like it's a very kind of equal relationship. Yeah. Not, not, of course not in terms of like physical strength or actually doing stuff to affect the plot, but in terms of Just, their actual character. Yeah. Like they're great together. That's what I love about this. Yeah. And it would be so easy to make him much weaker or make him a douche in comparison yeah. kind of thing that would be very obvious but they don't do it like that you know yeah and their relationship harkens back to the first captain america yes. movie yeah um it's similar to that scene between Haley atwell's agent Peggy. carter that's right yeah and uh captain america where he where on that's the flip side of that right because he's the one that's sacrificing himself yes. to save the world uh, and then and she's the one saying you know hey don't do this yes it's an interesting thing because peggy carter and captain america's relationship is one of my favorite yes. relationships yeah. in this marvel cinematic universe yeah, sure. every time she pops up in his flashbacks i'm like tearing up yeah it's but beautiful. um and i think it has uh, in, in the same if not an even stronger effect yeah in wonder woman yeah this sacrifice yeah you know so um they really nailed this i think yeah for sure you're you're it's kind of nice to be exactly as emotionally involved as the filmmakers want you to be yeah during a moment which it is it's that's rare i think yeah but i i totally was at that point i mean i felt nothing in man of steel or whatever you know, yeah, like, you know. when he has to kill zod yeah. i'm sure that was meant to be like an emotional moment maybe for it was supposed Superman. to it was supposed to be righteously badass yeah. and then oh my god which of course doesn't work like you know, <laughs> henry cavill can cry all he wants he can scream as loud as i he likes. don't feel anything yeah and that should have been a devastating moment yeah they didn't build up to that they but didn't. In, in wonder woman they earned it they earn it completely they earn everything in this movie that they do you know that's it goes back to the core thing of they didn't take anything for granted like they knew how important it was to get this right yeah and there are kind of funny expectations as well because wonder woman is kind of supposed to be this feminist symbol there's that's a lot of baggage yeah because there's so many schools of feminism of thought you know exactly and to put that all in one two-hour like adventure movie like for everybody it's it's very ridiculous yeah the pressure is high and i think <laughs> And I just like the it's. I find it funny this collective sigh of relief that yeah. everyone feels. You can feel it in yeah. the air. Yeah, everyone's like, "Thank God, Wonder Woman is good." Yeah, at least one. <laughs> we, at least we have Wonder Woman. Yeah, like if they reboot this whole thing, just keep Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah, just make just more keep, Wonder Woman. Just you know what? Just make more Wonder Woman movies. I don't if, give a shit. If they're smart, which I hope they do, she should be the new. She should be like the Iron Man of yeah, the DC. Yeah, she should now. be the focal point. Yeah, she should be the leader of the Justice League. Yeah, she should you know get the sequels first. Yeah, they they obviously tried to make Ben Affleck the Tony Stark of the MCU. Yeah, but that fucking didn't work. And also, I feel like uh, Ben Ben Affleck is giving up. It's, I, yeah. this character you yeah, know he's that's true, yeah. yeah i don't think he's feeling it anymore yeah yeah and he's only been in one movie <laughs> and i'm not sure if henry or cavill two. henry cavill theoretically could carry you know this team but um the character of superman in this universe is just all over the place just so poorly defined yeah that you know i don't think yeah he doesn't stand out you know yeah and it's just like what is he about yeah i don't know but he, one woman one i know what yeah. she's i'm on board yeah and she's had ex- less than half the screen time. Yeah. You know? She's been in one movie, well, 
one and she was a Kendo, point five. Really. Yeah, one point five kind movie, of thing. Yeah, movies, and I'm, I yeah, and I know Wonder Woman as a character more than I know what you know Superman stands for in this and iteration. She's like the closest mold to like an actual superhero. Yeah. So why wouldn't you kind of make her the center point of yeah. these new DC films? Exactly. You know, that's what yeah. I think. So hopefully uh, that'll that'll happen going forward. I think if they're going to do a sequel, they actually haven't signed Patty Jenkins on yet, I don't believe. Interesting. But yeah, I hope she does it because she did such a great job with this one. I'd like yeah. to see her come back and As like, great expand. as a job, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to see her do it. Mm. But um, if they get someone else... yeah. Um, I'm. I might. Yeah, I'm still interested. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be disappointed if they got. I don't know. Like, they, if they got back, like Michelle McLaren. Yeah, yeah. I guess of, of Game of Thrones fame. Who? Oh, oh, wait. Did she do Game of Thrones? No, Breaking Bad. Yeah, she did both. Uh, right. Yeah, she done. So, yeah. um, who turned down this movie due mm-hmm. to creative creative differences? Yeah, the way they made the scripts, she didn't like it because it was like a two halves of the scripts kind of mushed together. Um, which it is it this end result? Yeah, this is it. Yeah, she didn't like this script. Yeah, she didn't like the script. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think it's the the kind of love romance part that she doesn't like? I don't know. I can't really. I mean, she might have not loved like the airy stuff. For all we know, maybe she didn't like that. <laughs> I stuff. did not like the airy stuff. Maybe she had. I think she had different ideas for a villain. Yeah. She wanted to use someone else. I but, mean, uh, good on her if that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, she because stuck to her guns. She knew. Yeah. But um, the main reason I would love to see Patty Jenkins back is because I feel like Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot have a really good rapport. Yes. I mean, because uh, she she's a limited actress with what she can do. Yeah. But Patty Jenkins Brings used out her, the best in yeah, her. Yeah, used her 100% yeah. right, where of course she's Wonder Woman. And I didn't feel in Batman v Superman, of course she's Wonder Woman. I just thought, oh, that's like a Xenotype character. <laughs> really? Uh, I just thought, oh, that's... I, was... I mean, I knew it was Wonder Woman, like, intellectually, but yes. I didn't feel it. I yeah. just thought, oh, she's a warrior. I, yeah. She's an old warrior. But then, with what Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot have done, and just seeing them in interviews together and stuff, yeah, I feel like they have a great working relationship. And if they could continue that for a sequel, that might it might be set in the modern day or whatever. Uh, that's what I'd look forward to the most. They are kind of a fool if they don't sign her on. I, I think they will. At this point. There's no know? reason not to, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's the best re- track record they've had so far, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. what do you want? Uh, you want, you know, good ratings? Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You want blockbuster, Just, yeah. you know, you want box office hits? Yeah. You got it. And maybe if they do a sequel together, they'll maybe not even interfere as much. Like, I don't know how much they interfered in this movie. Maybe they didn't really, but it would be cool if they could just continue to start the great work. Yeah, just just let them build the Wonder Woman brand. You know, okay, throw a Wonder Woman in your Justice League crap if you want. Yeah, it's just, it's all, it kind of reminds me like another parallel to Captain America, what the Russo brothers did with Captain America, like in the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like, he wasn't my favorite before, but after the Winter Soldier, I'm like, no, he's my favorite (laughs) Avenger now. He's my favorite character of all of them. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring uh bring up the Russo brothers with with Marvel too because um I'm also I have the same worries now with um uh Guardians after Guardians of the Galaxy. I think we I've brought this up on a podcast before, but yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy obviously is going to be in uh be in Infinity War. Yes. At the hands of the Russo brothers yes. and not James Gunn. Yeah. And I'm sort of worried about how he would treat 
this char- these characters yeah. in this movie. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping James Gunn is involved in like some consultation <laughs> capacity. Yeah, because I imagine he is he is like protective of those characters, right? And, and on the flip side, with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. I am very worried that Wonder Woman is going to be a character in a Justice League movie directed by mostly Zack Snyder. Yeah, I that you know I'm you know worried. That, I am very curious now even more so about justice league after one woman here you know yeah like is it even going to be the same person do you know what i mean well i mean the fact that he has story credit in wonder woman yeah might you know that might be a good thing yeah. it's a good it's a good sign that yeah. he might carry over you know these this experience yeah and they keep <laughs> they keep hopping on even though it doesn't look like it but they keep saying oh justice league will be the the heroic one, you know, the yeah. age of heroes and shit, which you know, and that that's like a good good for this Wonder Woman if if they do that. But if it's like you, if it's like built bullshit as usual, with like Snyder bullshit as usual, ah, uh, yeah, it'll I don't know, it'll be kind of it'll suck, especially because it's coming out the same year as this did, you know, just at the end of this year. That's right. Two Wonder Womans in one year. But um, yeah, any final thoughts on Wonder Woman? Um. Yeah, I feel like there's something I'm. I'm not like that's not coming to me right now. Oh, uh, okay. Um. Oh, okay. So the end. Okay. Where? So cl- this move. This whole um Wonder Woman. This mm. whole movie is set <laughs> within Wonder Woman present days flashback. Yeah, that's it's like a and yeah. <laughs> of the World War Two era or one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Of of World War One. Yeah. Of her time. Yeah. Uh, participating in World War One. Yes. And then at the at the end of the movie, well, we see her looking at the picture that the the photograph that she got in um Batman v Superman. The one she was looking for. Yeah. 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 So Batman sends her the original photograph, yeah. and that's how that's this movie is her reminiscing essentially yeah, by seeing the photograph. Yeah, and then it ends with her. I don't know what happened. So she finishes her reminiscing. Yeah. And then something happens? Yeah, she puts on her Wonder Woman outfit. And what happens? Why did she put it on? I guess she was going like, to I didn't I didn't even see like yeah. a monster or anything. Yeah, like no, I didn't I guess I guess she just fights crime now. I know, but like it just it was a weird ending to be, like as in look, it's not a big deal cuz yeah. it's just like a final cap. Yeah, yeah. But um it was just funny like, it's like where exactly why, is she going? why yeah where are you jumping off to it like, would have been cool if like i don't know you hear siren noises or something yeah you know? and then you know oh you know what she's doing like yeah wouldn't it be better if we don't need a tether to batman v superman we don't need that photograph i like the photograph actually. i mean yeah i like how you, they use that it was you, nice i just like wouldn't it be great if at the end she fine looks at the photograph yeah and and then she sees something on TV, and it's yeah, that that would have been Batman great. Like, and yeah, Superman yeah. fighting, and, and then and, and, then and she she's like, to, "Oh, okay, I have to go." Yeah, yeah, something like that. That or... would have been a more. It would make more sense. Yeah, and it would have had the tie-in that they wanted. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it is it is quite a minimal tie-in, really. It's like the yeah. most which I I like. Yeah, me too. Like I want to just get involved in That's her it. story. And yeah, all this other bullshit. But the the bit they did use with the photograph and like she looks at it and when she looks at it again after the film and we've kind of been through what she's been through it's even more emotional when she looks at it again 
Because, yeah. yeah, and she's like, "Thank you for bringing him back to me." And I started rolling up. Yeah, it, it <laughs> was really sad because it was like now we have all the context. context, and it means so much. Yeah, so that's why I, I really liked that little because I thought that photo subplot was so stupid in Batman v Superman. I'm like, what? Why? Why do you think you want the photo? Like, you're gonna delete it, or because you don't want to be found? But then yeah. it takes on a whole new meaning. Was no, she just wants the photo back. Yeah, she just wants it. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting because it also has this thing. I'm sure it's unintended. Of you know, she has the photo because he, uh, Batman sends it to her like digitally. Yeah, that's right. But An email. It takes like her holding that film. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that actual tangible yeah the actual physical copy copy that you know she feels something whole like seeing it yeah because you know they make a not a big deal but they make a point to have her work at the louvre for some reason yeah (laughs) which is which makes sense in a way because she's so she's like an art curator yeah i like her in this kind of curator role like history curator of history role yeah because yeah she has person yeah she has been around and she loves humanity so exactly it would make sense that she does that yeah yeah and it just made sense that she feels a connection to you know not a computer screen kind of thing it's yeah, a more tangible things. object yeah, yeah exactly to and her I, past yeah and i think sort of bruce wayne giving it to her is like it's a good way to kind of cement their friendship or yeah. start their partnership or whatever sure, like sure. It's, it's something good if they're gonna because they're gonna be in movies together <laughs> yeah like it's a nice thing to like for it to feel less forced i guess i would be happy to just have a batman and wonder woman body comedy or a caper yeah that would be awesome just just the two of them i don't mm. need superman to be around I you know they didn't even talk to each other <laughs> they said like one line to each other i think in bbs the justice league trailer was kind of exciting because it, the voiceover is batman talking to wonder woman mm-hmm. talking about hey what should we do now? We should assemble a team. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that idea of, like them, both of them. The both of them having to work together. Yes, I like that too. What does this mean for DC? I don't know. I hope they pay attention. I mean, it definitely. It, you're definitely going to hear an announcement about Wonder Woman two for two thousand and nineteen or something. Like they're gonna. I think. Yeah, they, yeah. They're gonna jump the gun. To... They, they are, man. Because the second weekend of this movie has been like very good because usually especially like their previous movies have dropped off by like 70 percent this has only dropped off by like 40 percent yeah even captain america civil war dropped off by like 74 percent second weekend mm, I so see. like obviously people not that people didn't like civil war obviously but people are really digging this movie yeah and i think they'd be fucking morons not to pay attention to that you know they haven't got this kind of praise for their new yeah so they'd be fools not to kind of readjust yeah they'd be idiots yeah you know go where the money is go yeah. where the praise is that's all you got to do yeah i mean hey that's what you've been doing that's right? what they've been doing they've just been going to directions they think people want and yeah. now they've got something people do want i'm just you know uh, come on dc don't fuck this up. don't don't fuck up wonder woman don't because, fuck this up yeah yeah i and, think yeah, yeah. And also, you know, Marvel, hey, Kevin Feige, if you're listening to this podcast, mm. the, the ball's in your court because you don't have a, a female superhero uh, led one right yeah. now. No. And you guys um, have been around for a decade. Yeah. And you don't, um, you could have had one. A few, like, yeah. you just chose not to. Yeah. Which, you know, it kind of irks me. It yeah. really irks me. That, DC showed him up for sure. Which is so... Which is never thought funny. I'd say that. <laughs> I never thought that would happen. Yeah. But there there we have it. You know, I can't... I love Black Widow, but where is that goddamn Black Widow movie? Yeah, she's never the center point of these yeah. stories. She's always a supporting character. Yeah, it's just, you know, 
give us something. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I hope... I hope um, Captain Marvel is good. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, yeah. I, I know nothing about Captain Marvel, but then again, I knew a little about Wonder Woman, and now I love Wonder Woman. Because <laughs> I never read the Wonder Woman comics and, and such, because it was it's hard for me to get into Greek mythology. I love Greek mythology, yeah. which is, you know, which plays into what I liked about this, this movie. Yeah, because I do lean into that, especially, even though I complained about it, but the storybook thing at the start where... It opens up and reveals the gods sort of fighting each other. I like that. It's very cool. I like that. It's very well done. It's, it reminds me a bit of how in Harry Potter they just jump into that weird like shadow art. Oh, when the Deathly Hallows yeah. uh, exposition bit. Yeah. yeah, it did remind me of that. Yeah, which is which is why it was even more disappointing to see Ares as just like a bland. Some, yeah, some junkyard yeah he, well yeah like a transformer <laughs> yeah he looked a bit like a transformer like an old he transformer. did and yeah. it's just like well no that's not god like <laughs> this, this is just what a, is this this is a video game yeah um yeah despite the lackluster ending or like the lackluster villains actually you just know interesting that we haven't touched on the villains at all well, which is like say, lady really. poison dr poison and um that guy ludendorff is yeah. just a general Gen- evil general danny houston putting on a real thick german yeah kind of accent i mean the side characters also aren't that developed either but they're you know more what? interesting to watch i'll accept yeah. I'll, yeah but i'll accept that just because they're all in service of Wonder Woman and yeah. Steve Trevor, so yeah, the 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 main thing was to get the two of them a hundred percent. Yeah, they, they totally did it. Did. Everything, all the other characters, just gravy. Yeah, really. I guess in sequels, obviously you'll have to build a compelling because he's not even going to be in a sequel because he's dead. So, Apparently, well, Chris Pine, yeah, it has signed on for like a like a multi movie deal really so i hope it's just flashback shit because you can't relegate (laughs) but how can you flash back because um we've seen it we've seen their lives together i mean we've seen yeah maybe there's like a scene we didn't see (laughs) i mean it didn't show everything i oh all right yeah you gotta assume between scenes like some months passed or something i guess or days or weeks or whatever but yeah it's interesting (laughs) he's got a multi-picture deal yeah, as you know, it doesn't mean that he will be in like a big chunk of anything, yeah, but it, it could just, just mean they have an option to use exactly, him. exactly. I hope it's just that, yeah. But, um, yeah, fucking love Wonder Woman. If you haven't seen it, check it out, and if you have seen it, go see it again. Yeah, well, it holds up a second, time, let, yeah. Uh, let us know what you think of the movie. Do yeah. you d- agree or disagree? If yeah. you don't like it for some weird reason <laughs> if you're like a not joyful person yeah um i would love to hear from you either comment at our soundcloud or email us at howie at isolatednation.com but yeah i think i think that's it for our wonder woman review yeah i think that wraps it up i uh, hope you enjoyed it yeah until next time more importantly he knew what he was talking about does it look good already okay jumbo scampi for limited all for a price that will make you wouldn't you like to get away? Ladies and gentlemen, please, your attention for a moment. Let me tell you of this product and just why you need to own it. Let me tell you of its origin and why it is supporting how your life is going to change. Right from the second it is helping you. But first, let me tell you about my life. Before this miracle tea, nothing went quite right. I had a chronic skin condition and crippling eyesight. But now my life feels like it's nothing but highlights. And from that first sip, I swear that everything changes. Stepped out the little leagues into the big majors. Took the history books, left them with ripped pages. Picked 
take the grapes of wrath, made wine and sip greatness. But what's the point of happiness if you don't feel agony? Half the world it loves me, the other half is mad at me. The Kardashians hit me up to join their family. And JLX said there'd be no album till he rap with me. Step up, step up, I got something to see. This right here is a miracle tea. It's a snake oil mixed up with vitamin B. Here to change your life for a minimal fee. Step up, step up, I got something to see. This right here is a miracle tea. It's a snake oil mixed up with vitamin B. Here to change your life for a minimal fee. It was one bottle later when things came together. I wrote the script for making small talk about the weather. Told pirates how to use an X to mark treasure. Told bikies that they look great wearing leather. I sold Ziggy that first bag of stardust. The one at the gym pumping weights like a large bus. Firing all the members of the board that I can't trust. If I find you in my bay, I will have your car crushed. The first person to ever do a barrel roll. Used to give swimming lessons to a younger Harold Holt. Showed Tony ever how to bite through the skin. Fuck only knows why he chose an onion. I'm an animal. Can't believe they let me out the cage. I'm the one who toured Hannibal to bite a person's face. I'm the reason hoverboards don't work on water. The reason that you want more clothes on your daughter. Step up, step up. I got something to see. This right here is a miracle tea. It's a snake oil mixed up with vitamin B. Here to change your life for a minimal fee. Step up, step up. I got something to see. This right here is a miracle tea. It's a snake oil mixed up with vitamin B. Here to change your life for a minimal fee. Chisel from the same block of marble that made David Michelangelo. So me thought that he could imitate it. Didn't get the muscles quite right, but you can't blame him. Easy to be blinded when you're staring into greatness. <laughs> Matter of fact, I started the whole renaissance. Told a couple artists they should quit the other day job. Sold a couple first editions for an easy payoff. Now I own a wardrobe, better stock than ASOS. I'm the one that'll make a gig memorable. I'm the reason they run the French festival. Read the phone book and it'll be a big spectacle. I'm the reason. That you and your partner are inseparable So you can't wait Making out in the hallway They'll take you by the hand Tell you that they want to role play They'll play themselves And you'll play back in With saffron incense To round out the set Step up, step up I got something to see This right here is a miracle tea It's a snake oil mixed up with vitamin B Here to change your life For a minimal fee Step up, step up I got something to see This right here is a miracle tea It's a snake oil mixed up with vitamin B here to change your life for a minimal fee only $9.99 a bottle ladies and gentlemen buy two get one free I'd be happy to offer you a refund but nobody has ever asked me for one miracle tea ladies and gentlemen Beckon's own brand miracle tea